you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Ian, where is Deshaun going next? Deshaun Watson is expected to be a member of the Cleveland Browns. Yes. The Cleveland Browns in an unbelievable, stunning turn of events. And that is not all. When this trade is completed, Watson is expected to get a five-year, $230 million contract that is fully guaranteed. That is $80 million more than the previous record for fully guaranteed money at signing. And now Deshaun Watson headed to the Cleveland Browns. There are Browns fans who are seeing this as a good day. There are Browns fans, and I imagine maybe this is the majority ultimately, that see this as a bittersweet day. And then there are still others that see this as a sad day. And at the risk of being melodramatic, maybe the day the Browns sold their soul for success. Dan Hans is here. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal. And yes, it is melodramatic, but man, this whole saga has been melodramatic and not in a good way. Sometimes melodrama is not. Uh, Cleveland Browns have a new face of the franchise. It's Deshaun Watson, the Browns who were out until they said, but how about this? And that was money. That was record-breaking, guaranteed money. Dan Hansis, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. Mark, I know we've had some fun this week, even though you're saying it's not fun about getting out on the Browns, uh, retiring as a fan, um, I don't know where you come down right now, but I think it's safe to say it's time to clear the runway and get your thoughts on one of the biggest, if not the biggest transaction in the history of the franchise for better or worse. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've been pretty clear about where I've been mentally with this, this past week and this whole um, 
unexpected and bizarre journey. And I, I, I like, first of all, think that there's so many other um, centers of attention here and this is our show and I get why you'd want me to comment on where I'm at, but like, I, I'm done with the team and like, it's just where my heart's at. Like, I feel, um, it's sad to me because I, even before, you know, we, we rushed, we finished our TV show and we rushed out to do other things than football because it's been a long week. And then this happened, you know, 35 minutes later. And, um, in the time between then and now, I've just been thinking back about, um, kind of what the Browns meant to me that I, I definitely wouldn't be sitting here, um, talking to you guys. I wouldn't have pursued football as a career on any level. Um, you, you know, I don't even really like other sports. It, it was a football thing always, and it was a Cleveland Browns thing. And it was um, one of the biggest magnetic pulls of my youth. Um, but but I've changed a lot in like going through the years. The Browns have felt more and more. I mean, you. I think even when they were dysfunctional, but um, you could understand it was an on-field dysfunction, uh, they were a one-sided relationship that often felt like I was just, you know, the butt of all jokes, um, you know, with them playing the jokes on on Browns fans directly. At this point, this is a different type of lever pull and organizational decision. It's a huge decision. I, I think that I don't know if they understand inside their bubble um, what it means to different types of Browns fans and people out there and how their organization will be perceived forever. To your point, Dan, I think it's the biggest transaction they've ever made. And I, I feel like I just can't, um, this sports already feel cynical enough to me. I can't sit around and, and, and rah, rah this I, I'm, I'm out. And, uh, it like, you know, that's it. Like, that's sort of where I'm at right now. And like, uh, I need a break. I need a break. And like, but, th- but this isn't, a, this, this is also like, why, why am I out? It's like, because they've gone and put their, all the chips in on someone that I think where we are in 2021, and I don't care about, um, you know, I'm, get, I'm already getting killed by pockets of Browns fans. Like, what about Kareem Hunt? What about this or that? You're right. I, like, I, I don't think personally, like, as a fan of the team, I ever thought about taking certain stances. I, I don't know why. I, I, I can't explain the past, but this stands up to me as something completely different. Um, I think everyone has to make a choice if you're a Browns fan on, on where you are on this. And I, I don't really care where anyone else is. I care where I'm at. And I like at my age at 48, like, is it more important to be loyal as a fan to a team or to just think about where I, where I am today? And I'm, I'm done. It's, it's over. Right. Like where my, my experience obviously so different than yours watching this story, uh, Mark, but I was with Keisha, um, had like a nice what an hour or so in between uh picking you know before picking up the kids uh and she was already out watching games uh <laughs> college basketball she's into the tourney and eating sandwich and got the news while I was with her and it got me thinking about kind of what you're talking to and about like we were saying what Wes would say in that situation and it was something Wes and I talked about a lot was like we get we love sports and you get so into it and there's something like beautiful about it and I think personally, like this story has been especially troubling just because it's just such a reminder that it's, it's not sports. Isn't just like some distraction from, from life, like the same shittiness that's <laughs> in life is in sports. And this one was just so shameless about it. And so bald about it, um, that it was just disheartening. And like, 
I, I love doing this job. You guys know that and stuff. But it's like we, we're all sick of talking about Deshaun Watson. It's not it's not about us. But it's like we, we've kind of set our, set our piece. Like like I'm, I'm sick of the coverage, though. Like I'm sick of every network's coverage, you know, and just sick of like hearing the reaction to it, sick of hearing like what. Andrew Barry savvily did to like bring bring Watson in with the guaranteed money. Like the the terms are kind of part of what's sickening. Like I'm sick of like needing to make content out of it too, though. Like that's cynical. I'm sick of people like saying, "Oh, you did a good job." Like talking about it's like all that stuff. It's just like it's it's not why we are in on this job. It's not why we love sports, and it's just frustrating because it makes you think about the people that you work with and the people that you work for and how disappointing they are. And like, again, I was with Keisha and she had a very West like sage wisdom in the moment. It's like, it's everything. It's not like, you know, it's not like something changed. It's not like, um, this, this story is, is totally unique, uh, in some ways, but in many ways it's not, it's just like, that's the world we live in. And for some reason, being up close and kind of knowing how the machinery all works behind the scenes of how these things get covered and then how the teams are making these decisions. And, and you said it, like how cynical they are and how how they aren't thinking about anyone else on the outside. Uh it's just it's just frust- it's just frustrating. And what it came down to now that we have the full timeline in front of us was once the NFL, and by NFL I mean the 32 teams here knew that Deshaun Watson wasn't going to go to prison for what he's accused of, um, despite all these standing civil cases. The, once that hurdle was cleared, that's where, yes, you could say the shamelessness came in. Everyone said, "I," not everyone, but a lot of teams said, I want that guy to be the face of my franchise. And the Browns, it wasn't, even though we've talked about the inconsistencies and the failings of the reporting uh, in the industry around the story, to, what it sounds like here is that they didn't get the story wrong um, in the last 24 hours. The Browns were out. They were told they were out. And when, then the reporting was this morning that it was going to be the Falcons or the Saints. And then the Browns had conversations, obviously, behind the scenes. They have all the Baker, speaking of melodrama, Baker Mayfield situation brewing. And they said, what if we did something unprecedented? And I guess you could call that savvy by Andrew Barry and the Browns um, or whatever term you want to use. But ultimately, it was like Desperate. not the the desperation of it all. Five years, fully guaranteed, two hundred and thirty million contract uh, to to make Deshaun Watson change his mind. And it's it's good you said that, Greg, because that's something I wrote down when I was just thinking about this situation. We talked about the Bills yesterday, and I talked about on the podcast how there was a desperation to the Bills, but not necessarily the bad kind of desperation. It was just that feeling that we're right there, and we're, we want it so bad to finally bring a Lombardi uh, to Buffalo that we're going to give Von Miller this contract we might regret. The Browns, this is the other type of desperation. This is the team that's been a laughing stock for so long that finally had a taste of success. And then all of a sudden things started to back up on them again. And you had the Baker Mayfield story spinning out of control and everyone was looking at the Browns and talking about the Browns. Oh man, same old Browns. So they do this to, in their estimation, change the trajectory of the franchise or put them back on a championship path. But I don't know if the trajectory here, Mark, 
is going to be what they bargained for. Yes, they are a much better team now, even though losing all those draft assets is problematic. You now have one of the top five quarterbacks in the sport, arguably uh, locked and loaded for years to come. But ultimately, at what cost beyond 230 million? Because I think and this is why even as a non-Browns fan, it's just like it changes the trajectory of how people see the Browns who are never going to be seen as a lovable, fun, upstart team to root for. When they do get on track, they're going to be seen as the team that hired the guy that's facing sexual assault charges or allegations from dozens of women. And there's just no way to go around that they looked at that and said, we can deal with that because we need to get to where we want to go when it comes to wins and losses. And that's just disappointing. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's blind ambition. And and I, I get also that in a vacuum, if you're a general manager, um, you're measured by the players you bring in and the roster that you build. And, and in if this were, you know, simply a, a data-driven computer game, then Andrew Barry is savvy. And, and Kevin Stefanski and, and the ownership and everyone else, they are. But I, the problem is, is that football, I mean, the way that I view football and what got me into football, there's always this immense human side. Like, I, I didn't get into football um, as a fan. I don't mean just to go down this road, but by watching athletes do special things, that's cool. But then when you watch that 300 times, like anything that you do 300 times starts to get rote. Um, but it's the story behind it, the people. And, and, and especially like when I came in as a Browns fan, um, it was Bernie Kosar. It was Marty Schottenheimer, Ernest Biner. Think of people like that, how we think about those people today and how they were, they were faulty and they failed. And I learned a lot right out of the gate with the drive and the fumble about um, failing and then getting back up. And that's always what the Browns were to me. Th- this is the reverse. This is the story you can't root for. Or I can't. I, I don't want to be... Oh, go ahead, Mark. No, I mean, I just, I think that, I think that a big chunk of fans can, and that's the difference between how some of us view sports and attach to it or willingly detach from it. That's what I was going to say. I don't want to be hypocritical about this. Like if, if it was the Jets that were getting Deshaun Watson, I, I try to imagine like how I'd be feeling. I would definitely be unhappy with the process. It would be the same thing I just said about the Browns that the Jets, if they ever get their together would be a really great feel-good story and and you that'd be part of the fun ride with seeing like the nationally and internationally people getting behind the team it's not going to happen if you have a guy like Deshaun Watson but then there is the part of you the person that's the sports fan that where you're I was born into it I was born into being a Jets fan uh from my dad Keith like now I have one of the best quarterbacks in the league and it's just like like we were talking about with Nick Wessling uh, tweeting at you yesterday, like when you are born into it, when it's in your blood, it makes something like this even more difficult to process. And that's why I, I'm not going to stand here on a soapbox and say anybody that, um, you know, is going to still root for the fans uh, for the Browns now is dirt because I know it's not that simple, but it just makes the the idea of being a sports fan and a Browns fan a much more tricky proposition. And that's, and that's the bummer of it too, because it is one of the great fan paces uh, in the league. And one little thing, like I, and I, I think if, if you really wanted to have a fair show, you could, you could bring a Browns fan on. And I, I know some inside the building that's, that choose to still root for the team because it's not me espousing, you know, here's my take on it and everyone else is wrong if they think otherwise. I, I genuinely think that there are different people that are going to come from different points of view. This is mine. Um, it's a complex situation. I can't really remember 
an NFL situation like this. I, I think also because like we're changed, society's changing a little bit. I think if this happened in 1972, there wouldn't really be the same discussion around it. There just there wouldn't. And, and I can't explain, you know, all that either. But um, it is a complex problem to drop on this poor, this fan base. But also think about Panthers fans, Falcons fans, Saints fans, um, Seahawks, whoever else that were in on this that failed. And you still walk away feeling like, wow, our, our organization showed their true colors. And, and that creates that same dilemma for those people, too. Look, we, we've been talking about why this story is difficult this week and everything. And I know some listeners are probably sick of that, hearing that side of things. But it's like now now is the time to talk about it. We're, we're going to talk about football when he's playing football. I, I never was from the vantage point that like this guy should never play football again. I was from the vantage point of nothing's changed since this started. He's still the same. He, the allegations have only grown worse. Um, they're out there. You can read them. The NFL, I expect, will suspend him um, significantly. And and it was just all the ways to get to this point, like the process of like that you didn't have to do it that way. You didn't have to kind of whitewash everything for his agent. You didn't have to be an advertisement for David Muggleta. Because that's that's sort of what this all felt like to me. The most powerful agent in the league controlling this as well as humanly possible and and partly like using that as an advertisement of how powerful he is and the kind of clients that he's going to get in the future and how far out those tentacles go in terms of power inside of the media, inside of, you know, the front offices, ownership, all of that. Like you didn't, you just didn't have to like contribute to that. You didn't have to pay 246 guaranteed million dollars. Like you didn't have to give up three first round traffic. I, in the end you did, cause he did this job. Um, but it wasn't like, Hey, let's, let's get this guy at a discount. It's, it's like, not only, um, do we not discount him for, the 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 ways that he essentially was a predator for women. Not only are we gonna discount, I, I think he did better than he would have done a year ago. Like we're gonna reward it because we haven't seen him in a year go, going into a a suspension. And so it's all these like little different steps of the process. I I think that are frustrating because he got rewarded. Like like we're we're sounding annoyed about it, but like like. Women in this industry and and us, like I find it very, it's dis, it's discouraging because it's like you're working in that industry and it's discouraging. And it and if you're a, a victim of sexual violence or misconduct or anything, it's like it's dis, it's so discouraging that ultimately it's like no one gave a shit. And like and I should know that I shouldn't have been so naive. There's something about being a quarterback and the head of the team. But look at what's going on within ownership in our league. Like many different things over the last few years that have been as bad stories. And, and it's like that, that doesn't change either. So on, in part, that's like part of my naivete, but I remember covering the Ben Roethlisberger story and no one wanted him and in are different stories and you can find the differences, but it, that's not the point to me. It's like, it's, do, do you care about something other than money and wins or, or do you not? And the Roethlisberger thing, like the Steelers are ready to trade him. Like no, like we reported it at Pro Football Talk at the time. They were putting it out there. I I know that for a fact. No one was going for him when that thing was up in the air. 
this this was different because it felt like not only like are aren't the networks talking about the other side of things and the fan base and the fracture that you're seeing that like you're making Mark Sessler not root for the Browns, um, but but also that that you just like are gonna go the extra mile to be shameless about it and sort of not have any idea. Um, and, and that's where they, they left it. Like we will talk about the football. Of course, that's all, you know, that's all we do is talk about football two or three times a week, but like to come back here For five. and talk about him, it's disappointing. Um, <laughs> ultimately his, his reputation, Watson's reputation is permanently stained. He missed the full season of play and he'll probably miss anywhere between, let's say, I don't know, four to 17 more games uh, in the upcoming season. But other than that, he's got everything he wanted out of this. At the end of the day, he wanted out of Houston. He got out of Houston. And I don't even, he wasn't even initially asking to get his contract ripped up and turned into the greatest quarterback contract ever, but he got that too. And that's, that's what's mind blowing and so crazy about this. And also, I just went and checked on Cleveland Browns Twitter. There's no note, there's no mention of this. Just like we talked about yesterday, I said I had a hunch that they could try to Friday news dump this. I said five o'clock. It was four o'clock on a Friday that the Browns pull the trigger on the biggest deal in the history of the franchise. And they don't even have any announcements online right now. I don't know if a press release is out. I don't know if it's official yet or whatever, but it is notable that that is absolutely what they're trying to do here. This is all part of the plan. You nailed that. You called kind it. Of, you to did. keep this. They know they're going to get killed. Just And they deserve to be killed in a lot of ways here. Uh, and they're trying to control that and spin it however they can. Uh, it's just, Mark, at the end of the day, to me, it's just, it's surreal. It, it's just surreal uh, that this now comes to the Browns' doorstep and they and they welcomed the situation to their doorstep. And they're gambling on the short attention span of us all. Because, because even to Greg's point, while now is the time to talk about the, the nuance and the layers of it, it's going to fade away and we're just going to wind up um, tired of that aspect and talking about the football aspect. That, that will become the normal way right. with it, this situation. And that makes sense. Like we're, that's not what we're going to do is talk, talk about the outfit. Like that's why th- this, this was like the time to talk about it. And watching like, I just like wonder like, what did all the extra like, like being nice to Deshaun Watson's agent get you? No one had this story. No one had any of it. No one's had any of these stories. Like, in fact, like every, I know you can say like, Dan, it wasn't wrong. And they jumped back in. And maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. Because the fire hose of information that's been coming out has been basically from one camp. And you don't know, I don't know what happened in those meetings. Maybe will happen in those meetings. Like, we, we don't know how all that happened, but it didn't, it didn't get you anything like, like all of it would have, would have, would have happened anyways. All right. Yeah. And Here's you did the call tra- it though, man. That was a, that was a truth bomb you sent out on a dart on Thursday night. And when you said it, I was like, Ooh, <laughs> that was pretty good there. Maybe. I <laughs> no, I mean, it is, it, it, it's, I guess we've been doing this long enough where you start to, you start to see some of those things, but even within the realm of having some experience in this business now, the fact that this it will never there will never be one that's at this level because to a, a name this big a transaction this big is thorny as the issue is to pull it the Friday news dump on Deshaun Watson is that's an all timer and I, I will tell you one thing I don't care if Tom Brady in the next sixty minutes is kidnapped by like land pirates we're not doing another <laughs> we're not doing another show this week this yeah, is no, it no we're done this is it 
Uh, you're lucky if you're going to get me next week. In fact, I'm going to Disneyland next week. You'll get me maybe Monday, and that's it. Um, and you're <laughs> right, Mark. You are absolutely right. And and I'll I'll be cynical here too now. Yes, we are. Everyone's in their feelings about this story. In two years, no one's going to care. And the Browns will be an AFC contender, and they might win a Super Bowl, or they might not. But there will be people that always bring this up, but I just feel like the story as we talk about it now is going to fade away, and the Browns will have their finally have their answer at quarterback, and that's why they did it ultimately, because they're banking on history repeating itself. Um you know, as as much of a bummer as that might be. Here are the trade terms just to get it out there. And then we're going to we're going to sign off in a couple of minutes just because we wanted to get the reaction in. In fact, we kind of wanted to let it simmer a little bit, but we had some uh, inside the building shadowy league figures saying, get it up there, get it up there. And we're like, you know, what? it made sense, though. It was just one it's of those a, things. You, you were I, right. I was like, I personally, just speaking for myself, was in my feelings and in the in the immediate feeling, just as it related even to the show, was like, screw that guy. We're not right, doing anything right, extra for that right. guy. Like, by the way, he, again, he, I'm <laughs> supposed to be at a bar, by the way, watching Matt, March Madness with my friends drinking beer. <laughs> the son of a. Anyway, the yeah, the trade terms, it is three first round picks in addition to a 2023 third rounder and a 2024 fourth rounder. Um, so the, the Browns mortgage their future entirely, obviously here and, and, and hope that Watson will be great enough to cover up the balance. And I would think for the, whoever the team was going to be, including the Browns, I'm not, they'll never admit this, but I assume, and maybe they know more internally, these teams than the outside does that the suspension will be, beefy and you combine that with no first round pick and any other roster flaws you might have. And now maybe some salary cap tightness because of your deal you just did. And maybe you're like punting on the season and you're looking at the long game here again, the long game, it's going to be a little rough for a year or two here when people are upset about this, but in the big picture, the Browns are going to be in a really good place. I wonder if they thought about that too, like their 2022 prospects. Yeah. But we see a bigger picture here with Watson leading the way for a long time. I don't Remember know. that Mark Sanchez apology contract when they like went after some other quarterback? Peyton I don't Manning. Know. They went after Peyton Manning. They yeah. felt bad, and then they gave him the apology contract. In fact, Dan got in trouble. Arthur, um, for Arthur Blank some can sort of give post around that. Arthur Blank can give Matt Ryan like an apology corporation. Like give him Home Depot or give him a, an apology yacht. Like your friend, like that's the thing. We, we we had a show today that got blown up or it, it stopped in the middle of the show. And you mentioned like all the losers in this situation. It's like there are other losers in this too. And the Falcons are, are right there at the top of the list. Jeez. I mean, yeah. Uh, the only thing worse than uh, showing your butt to get Deshaun Watson is showing your butt and then not getting Deshaun Watson. So, you know, whatever, man. It, this is the last podcast of the week. Deuces. Better believe it is. Mark, I really, yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see what happens with this, our podcast as well, as I look insular uh, with the Browns now. It's, it's, man, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen with you. I'm really interested to see what, what happens next uh, because, yeah, you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league now. But at what cost? I don't, I don't. People, it's crazy, Mark, because like, I, you know, I was sitting with Keisha <laughs> and I, I like to think we're all close friends. And, you know, our first reaction, of course, both of our first reaction was like, 
Oh, poor Mark. And just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, a little worried. Yeah, I'm worried you got, about dude, Mark. And then I know on Twitter, it's the, it's the same. It's the well, same. You, you know what, though? There is, I will say there is, I'm, I'm going to explore this, but I kind of feel free. Um, <laughs> this has been hanging around my neck for 35 plus years. Like, this kind of feels maybe like what I needed to do. So, uh, But psychologically, it's it's... It's a mind bender, Mark, because you now are going to be in a situation potentially where the Browns rise up as an organization with a superstar quarterback. I'm, I'm just, again, like I said earlier, I want to make it very clear. There's no soapbox here or judging of Browns fans because if it was the Jets that got Deshaun Watson. It's in my blood. It's something I can't escape from. And I don't know how I would react to it uh, and, and make peace with it. You are right now saying you're out. And that's because you're a passionate man. And that's part of the, one of the many reasons we love you. I want to see how the next six to 18 months play out. All right. Six days to 18 months play out. To see how days. this really t- turns out. Well, that's out. fair. And I will say one thing. I like, I didn't grow up in Cleveland. I can't say it's in my blood. I found them on my own growing up on the East Coast. And I, I love having been to Cleveland a bunch of times. I love the city. I love Browns fans in general. They've been one of the, I mean, it's one of my best experiences of working at the MNL has been Browns fans. And so I'm not, whatever they choose to do, I, I want happiness for them, but the, like we can go in a different way. All right. We have done five podcasts and a television show this week. We'll now break and uh, I'm turning off my phone and <laughs> and deleting my work email and no one can touch me. Uh, for the next two days. and, and oh, oh, no, wait, power rankings is due on Monday morning. I'm not even thinking about that right now. I want everybody to have a nice weekend. I want everybody to enjoy themselves. Have a safe weekend. Get a little loose if you have to. Process some things. And then we'll see you again on Monday with another edition of the podcast. I, I, didn't, I was a little bummed I didn't get a chance to do it on uh, Thursday night, but now that we have this... Uh, extra chance i want to bring in gravedigger but he knows he can't come in unless he does his new intro there he Hello. is and we want to thank you justin for awesome work all week you you picked one hell of a week to be a full-time producer for atn <laughs> and uh the shows were great uh with you leading the way so thank you good man appreciate it it was a fun week all right good stuff you know what you know what else we gotta do this weekend I feel it stronger than ever at this moment. We got to heed the call. That's what ah, yes. I like it. Beautifully said, Greg Rosenthal, Chris Wessling. We wish you were with us right now to be discussing this madness, but we'll be thinking about you uh, while we spend our time with our families and friends. So uh, until Monday, yes, heed the call.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 